I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. What a gorgeous afternoon. KSL News Time 444. The three things you need to know this hour first. The wait list to get state services for people with disabilities can last over 25 years. A bill that would have funded 200 people getting off that list each year was stripped of money and effectively failed in the legislature. I'm KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston. Second, two inmates have been charged in recent assaults against Utah prison correction officers. This is in connection with two of the three attacks this year. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. And that is emergency traffic on I-15 in Davis County. This is due to a crash with possible injuries northbound to I-15. As you're approaching the Kaysville Ponds, you are going to see two left lanes blocked. Stop and go delays now passing the Highway 89 split in Farmington. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Beautiful sunshine today, but valley rain and mountain snow move in overnight. I'm Kevin Eubank. It's 50 degrees in Salt Lake City now. KSL's top national stories from ABC News. Police in one of Germany's largest cities cordon off a crime scene at a mass shooting in building used the house of worship. Several people are confirmed dead, a number of others wounded. More from ABC's Chuck Sievertson. Shots were fired inside a building used by Jehovah's Witnesses in Hamburg, Germany's second largest city, around 9.15 p.m. local time. Police say several people are dead and others are wounded and have been taken to hospitals. No word on numbers yet. A police spokesperson says that after officers arrived, they heard a shot from an upper floor and found a person upstairs who may have been a shooter. He said police did not have to use their guns. He says it appeared likely that the shooter or shooters were either in the building or among the dead. ABC News confirms that police say there is no manhunt. The shooting took place in the Gross Borstel district a few miles north of downtown. The mayor of Hamburg tweeting that the shooting was shocking and offered his condolences to the relatives of the victims. Daria Albinger, ABC News. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now the in-depth on KSL. Doctors at Intermountain Health have performed a new procedure that uses radiation therapy to cure two patients with life-threatening irregular heartbeats. Joining me on the KSL Newsline, Dr. Grant Hunter, an oncologist with Intermountain Health. Thanks for coming on to explain this. First, when we say radiation therapy, are we talking about the same kind used for cancer patients? Yeah, we are. It's the exact same idea that's been pioneered 20 years ago to treat lung cancer and other 
focal areas of cancer within the body. But uh, now we're using the same technology and the same idea to treat portions of the heart where irregular heartbeats are being generated. Now, it was used with two patients who had life-threatening irregular heartbeats, but I'd imagine anybody with an arrhythmia, their ears perked up for this interview, and they're wondering if this radiation therapy might be something for them? Yeah, it it might be. It's still in the very early stages. Just like you mentioned, uh, we've treated the first uh, two patients treated in the state of Utah with this type of treatment. And the standard treatment for irregular arrhythmias or irregular heartbeats our uh, cardiologists deliver a, an ablation wherein they can use a catheter that's snaked up through a vessel and into the heart and can ablate or damage the area of the heart where an irregular heart being is being generated. And that's still the standard of care and has years and years of evidence behind it. This treatment, this new treatment, is essentially for patients when those standard techniques have failed or when they've already been through several ablations, but there's still just an area of the heart that is generating these abnormal heartbeats. With that in mind, this non-invasive technology, the ability to deliver a focused dose of radiation to a very specific part of the heart, uh, requires a lot of teamwork between the cardiologist and myself, the radiation oncologist, to then deliver this focused dose of radiation and disrupt or stop that irregular heartbeat. Most specifically, the kind that, that we've treated has been what's called ventricular tachycardia. It's potentially a life-threatening heartbeat. You know, when we talk about radiation therapy with cancer patients, there are usually serious side effects. How about in this case, with the dose you use, are there those same side effects? So thankfully, uh, we haven't seen significant side effects in the short term or in the long term. In the short term, there's some inflammatory changes that that can occur in the short term within the first six weeks of treatment, Uh, but typically those are very mild, and that's gratefully what we've seen in the patients we've treated. In the long term, it's been uh, really significantly um, uh, low risk in the national studies, the national reports that we've seen. It's only been done at a several centers nationwide, and Intermountain Medical Center was the first in the state of Utah to be able to to use this teamwork approach between cardiology and radiation oncology and for the benefit of these first couple of patients. I only have one moment left to ask you this question. How are the two patients doing? They're doing very well. Uh, Thankfully, they've both had significant reduction in their uh, arrhythmias. They've both been essentially arrhythmic-free and are continuing. We keep close ups and close eye on them and observation, but they're doing very well. Awesome news. Thanks for joining us. Dr. Grant Hunter, an oncologist with Intermountain Health on this landmark procedure. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.